Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, actor, writer, Carlos Albernaz. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Um, you know, just uh, here at home right now, just um, just chilling. Um, yeah, just came back from a from a busy week last week. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. I was just going to say it's been quite eventful for you. Uh, I believe last time we talked, you were in Halifax. Was that for a gig or you were visiting? Uh, so no, that was actually, I was in, um, uh, in Vancouver, I think last time we talked, uh, I was doing a gig there as well. I did have a gig out in Halifax, uh, for the center, but that actually ended up getting canceled because of COVID. So, ah, okay. Sorry to hear that, but (laughs) you win some, you lose some, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's how it works. Right. Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. It's an honor because, uh, we've been following each other. Uh, well, I've been following your content, uh, I should say, for a while now. Um, I really don't know how we kind of connected. Maybe it's through mutual friends or osmosis, whatever have you. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but it's been over a year now, right? And I said to myself, you know, I want to bring you on the podcast. Not only are you an actor, but you're a writer. And to me, that's a storyteller. That's a true artist. Um, the fact yeah. that you can dabble in both. And there's a lot of projects as well on your page that I've been following, um, which I'm genuinely fascinated, intrigued to talk about, uh, which we'll discuss more uh, later on. But I'm always pleased to come across individuals who not only uh, share our mutual interest for the arts, but actually are pursuing a career in the industry. Um, And that's something that uh, I revere you for. But I want to know from you, why did you become or why did you decide to pursue acting and writing? Uh, You know, I I wanted to become an actor. Well, here's the thing. It's it's always been a thing with me. Like, I, I, I remember my very first time ever being on stage um my parents uh were a part of a church group and we were all the kids were doing this christmas play and i remember stepping out on that stage and seeing the audience and i was like holy i love this feeling and like ever since i was a kid like i'd perform for my my family or i'd be walking home from school and i'd pretend there was lights and cameras right (laughs) right so it was all it was always a thing with me but um I think the reason behind that was I was watching. Uh, I don't. Did you watch J Lo's documentary? No, the but I heard halftime? about that. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta check it out. Yeah, it's a great documentary. She says something that really resonated with me. She's like, "I just want to feel something." Yeah, and I think that's that's really what it is. It's like, it's like I I just want to tell stories. I wanna I want to feel, and I want to make people feel. Yeah, and it it's it's something that I find is so beautiful. You know what I mean? Especially with with storytelling and it's something that every culture has you know so yeah uh, that's i think the main reason why i wanted why, to why you choose the arts no for sure man and i'm so yeah. happy you said that like i made a video a while back uh you know kind of like this vlog uh diary basically telling the audience you know my views and subject uh subjects that i, I wish to openly discuss and one of them was why i chose to become a filmmaker and um there were uh, a number of reasons why i obviously chose the path and one uh, in particular was exactly what you said. It's the reaction, the audience's um, emotion uh, to your um, brand, right? Like to what yeah. you create. Uh, the fact that you are able to evoke something out of them um, for me is like endlessly fascinating, right? Uh, I don't know if it's like a power trip or something like that, but <laughs> it's just so like really like satisfying, you know, and also fulfilling because it's what I want to do to know that whenever you create something as small as a short or a one minute reel to, you know, like a 20 minute uh, project you can get something out of them right yeah exactly 
And like, <laughs> it was funny because my I was telling my girlfriend once she's like, she's yeah. like, you're such a psychopath. And I was like, I just want to make people cry. Yeah, I make people <laughs> cry all the time, emotionally ugly cry. <laughs> That's success for us, right? That's success. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's just like a comedian. Exactly. I had a, had a, uh, a couple of comedians on the podcast, right? And I said, you know, what you guys do takes a lot of balls, like takes a lot of courage. The fact that you go on stage, it's not like you're just saying a speech like, hey, you know, pleasure to be here. And people just nod their heads if they want to listen and they listen in. You have to evoke an emotion out of them, which is laughter in order for it to be successful. So, for example, for you, right, if you're in a drama, right, if you're in a performance, if the person's not emotional or moved or touched, you failed your job as as an actor. Right. Um, Exactly. So that's what we strive towards. Uh, really every day in the arts um, but no matter what role we're in right even if you're a dancer right you want to like you said have some feeling um, put into yeah. play so I, that was really cool what you said I really I really uh, resonate with that Carlos so I appreciate you mentioning that yeah you're welcome yeah so um, now you know you you've obviously been doing this for a while now or at least I've, it's, I've seen uh, that come across um, so there's many experiences that are under your belt uh, yeah. How have they been uh, in these professions? Like, what have your experiences been like for you as you navigate the turbulent path of an artist? Yeah, so I mean, it was definitely something that I had to learn. It's 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 not something that you can like take a master class on. You know what I mean? It's right. You have to really just like throw yourself into the industry and just and just learn from there. You know what I mean? By making mistakes and stuff. Um, I mean, I graduated. I went to theater school um in at Humber College in, in Toronto right and from there like you get the basics you know what I mean like of course you get your acting techniques and you get you get some sort of background in the business but it's it's such a it's such a it's such a whirlwind business you know what I mean it's like I remember going out to auditions and um you know, like, and just doing stuff that casting directors have been like, no, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. Where it's something that I learned in school. So I was right. like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you quickly learn as well that everybody has their own individual style, like with casting directors, you know what I mean? Like there are some casting directors who want you to be clean shaven, looking nice for your auditions. You know what I mean? Where there are other ones where you can go in in sandals and don't care, but as long oh, wow. as you get all the words right, you know what I mean? Right. As long as you get all the words right, they're fine. But if you mess up one word, it's like, no, 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 start all over. <laughs> oh, wow. Like there are some that are really polished and some that are like, unconventional. Yeah. do whatever you have yeah. to, do to make to get the role. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I always thought my impression with acting, because I'm more of a writer director, but when you go for an audition, um, is it, wouldn't you show up as dressed as the role or is that just how pop culture kind of sees it? It's not always that way. It's not, it's not always that way. And some casting directors actually like will get annoyed. Like, let's say if you're doing a piece, you know what I mean? And you're coming in with like a 1980s suit, they're going to be like, no, 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 it's too much. Yeah. You're going to, you want to, you want to dress for the part, but not the part, you know, you want to, you, you know want to I mean? overdo it. Right. And kind exactly. of come across a little bit pretentious and showing off of it. Exactly. Exactly. So like, yeah. if I'm playing, um, I don't know, let's say, um, uh, a gangster um i might show up with like a dark colored t-shirt maybe some jeans you know what i mean um you know something like that or maybe even like uh like a bomber jacket you know what i mean interesting yeah like a a dress code that would obviously be reminiscent of the characters you would you would exactly yeah exactly you want to suggest you don't want to be the character 
Got you. Got you. In our audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's very interesting uh, to hear. Like I said, I get through pop culture, right? I'm a fan of Entourage. So you always see the guys like showing up in the like drama, right? When he goes for an audition, he's always wearing the leather yeah. jacket with the aviator glasses. And there's like 50 people dressed the same way. So you always imagine like, is that how it is? Like you got to dress for the part, right? Um, but you're yeah. saying it really depends on the, uh, the casting agent, right? Like the casting director. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that stuff still happens. Like you'll go into a cast, like not so much anymore because of yeah. COVID, but before you would go into a casting room and they'd be big, like, I'm a, I'm a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I'd go in there and, be, and they'd be casting. I'd see all these other big guys. And I was like, oh shit. But I mean, bro, just dress different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, before too, what they also want to see is they wanted to see your personality. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not just hiring the best person for the character. They're also hiring the actor. They want to hire someone who they want, they're, they, they're happy with, you know what I mean? Someone that's not going to be bringing them grief every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like applying for a job, right? They want to know if they can work with you. Yeah, exactly. Right? If you're compatible exactly. Yeah, as an exactly. individual, forget, forget uh, aside from the artist, right? Exactly. So it's really the whole package. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, like they don't want to, you can be the best, you know, like a Heath Ledger Joker, for example. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? like you might be the best for that role. But if right. you're, if you're a not so pleasant person, they're going to be like, okay, next. <laughs> no, I heard about that actually. I, I heard that you should treat it like a job interview. And I've even heard um, the best ones that you, the most uh, effective ways to land the audition is to become buddy buddy with them in the, before the audition starts. Yeah. Like compliments, absolutely. how's it going? Like treat them like human beings and then and then like zap into character and say, let's go, right? Because I guess some people or maybe an amateur move would be just th thrust yourself into the character and like expect, uh, you know what I mean? A admiration yeah. after it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and also like what I like to do is I like to keep notes. Like okay. for example, like if a casting director's like, oh yeah, I know my, my daughter graduated last week or is graduating in two weeks for example, yeah. you know what I mean? I would want to write that down. So the next time I see, I was like, oh, how's the graduation going? Goes so it makes way. that connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And everybody wants to hear about themselves. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. You know what I mean? No, so you're very smart like, about oh, it. Oh, this person, this person knows me. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, okay. Yeah. You and then feel like you know the remember you. Exactly. And like you said, right? With these productions, like uh, as we know, working on sets, you know, they uh, are long, strenuous days. So you want to be working with the most pleasant, uh, most easygoing people because yeah, it also impacts creativity, I always say, right? Creativity is a very fine line, oh, very delicate. So if you have someone that's just making everybody have anxiety or just nerve wracking, like you'll see it on the final product. Like you'll see it on the actor's face. If the director's, you know, giving everybody a hard time, like you'll see it in the production value. It won't be maybe the at its optimum potential. But yeah. um, it's so important, like you said, I, that, that's a very valid point, Carlos, like uh, treat it as if you're going for a job, right? Like yeah. you're not there to just land the role. You're going to be working with them, right? They want to know that you're going to fit into the organization, which is the film project for how many exactly. days you're shooting, right? So exactly. very, very wise words. And uh, it makes sense, right? Based on your tenure, like you've been doing it for a while and like we've seen your, you could see your resume on social media. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the ropes for sure. Um, now I want to get into like writing. So you said you call yourself a writer as well, or identify yes. as one on social media. So take us to writing. Like, how did that, were you always like, were you a writer first? Like, were you a storyteller first? And you kind of branched into acting so you can one day pitch your stories. How did this kind of transpire? Uh, so I started writing because I, I was always an actor first. Okay. Um, yeah. And I started writing, uh, I have a lot of friends who are writers and even some friends who have sold their projects to big networks right nice. 
Yeah. And um, that really inspired me because it's tr- like what, what I've always been told is if you want to work, especially in Canada, yeah. you have to start creating your own work. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't. I'm you evidence can't just, of that for sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you can't just rely on your talent alone. You know what I yeah. mean? You have to, like I said, you have to be like this kind of like whole package artist, which is really hard to do. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, could be a little bit more disciplined with my writing. Absolutely. But yeah, I got into it so that I can, I can see, I can see myself in roles that I wouldn't necessarily get cast in. You know what I mean? Because yeah. especially here in Canada, like a lot of the main actors are already casted when projects come here out of LA. So when casting directors come here, sometimes they'll see that they'll see you for a certain role, but it's like they've already casted it and they're only seeing you because actor the our union in Canada says they have to kind wow. of thing. Okay. Yeah. So here in Canada, they like they really like to just um cast the filler roles to like the supportings yeah the the backgrounds you know it's also highly regulated i know like from my experience working with actors like if you're part of actra you can't work for side projects you can't even make your own projects is that true yeah yeah exactly yeah. you have to you have to do everything with actra right yeah um so yeah it's it's a little difficult but yeah i got into writing so that i can see myself in in roles that i, I want to be in lead roles um you know, and right now I'm working on a, on a movie about a Chilean folk singer. That's that's where my family's from, Chile. Amazing, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so right now I'm working on that. And I, I obviously want to do the lead role. So once the script is done, we start to... I, this is the path that I want to take. Script, short film, and then submit it to a network or even like a like a Netflix or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to sell the project and exactly. make it into a full featured length film. Right. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's why I became a writer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing, man. And, and, and uh, credit to you. And like you said, a very, uh, very interesting point at the beginning, but a valid one where uh, you have to create your own content, um, yeah. especially in Canada as well. Like um, it's just a reality. Uh, I always say, put yourself out there. And the best way to do it is just make your own content. Right. Um, yeah. It doesn't always have to be film related, right? Like this podcast has served me so well. Um, and connecting with people like yourself, um, you know, potential job opportunities, uh, clients that I work with through my production company, all because I simply have a one hour sit down conversation with them, get to know who they are. And then there's some sort of rapport. And then I offer my services and then we hit it off and, you know, so be it. Right. So, so far that yeah. strategy has been working, but exactly to your point, like put yourself out there. Right. Um, if there's exactly. a really passionate story you want to talk about, like, for example, you know, the Chilean folk singer, like you need to uh, write that story yourself, right? There might not be a script floating around um, exactly. waiting for you. And if there is, what if someone else is cast for it instead of you? It's like, no, it's like, I want to tell my own story or my own version of it. I'm going to write and I'm going to portray it. And you could do it again in, in this day and age with a reasonable budget. You don't need million dollars anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> a few grand, yeah, exactly. You, a few grand, you could tell a very powerful point in story um, that can Absolutely. get you funding for a feature, right? Absolutely. And like, you even have like, a film camera right in your hand like a hundred percent everybody yeah, who has an iPhone 13, or shoots on like 4k man yeah yeah crazy. exactly you know what I mean so you you can go out and shoot movies right now if you wanted to yeah no a hundred percent man and uh you know what man like I'm just so happy that you see it that way um because that's what you said right it's like back then maybe you know 10 20 years ago uh if you're an actor you're an actor right you go for auditions and then you work as a waiter during the day right but nowadays yeah. uh 
for better or for worse, it's com- competitive, right? Uh, you need to be yeah. relevant. You need to always be showcasing yourself. That's why I want to get into like, you know, how effective you use social media and things like that. Um, because you can't just wait around for auditions anymore, right? That's why Entourage yeah. is one of my favorite shows. Unfortunately, it's a bit outdated <laughs> because, uh, you know, if they made a show now, right, you'd be seeing Vinny doing TikToks and like, you know, uh, having a YouTube show or some sort of way outlet to kind of access the industry. Um, yeah. So yeah, very important, man. I'm so happy that you uh, said that as well because I can relate to your journey as a writer myself. Um, you know, uh, being, a, being someone that wanted to be a director, I can't just wait for scripts and not that I wanted to, because there's stories that I really want to tell, but mm-hmm. guess what? The only way to do it is to make it happen yourself. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so what inspires you most about the art form that allows you to cut, overcome the most challenging of days? Cause we've all had those. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think, you know, what, what really grounds me is I just try to like, it, cause you're right. Like working 12 hour days, even sometimes longer. Oh yeah. Like, much longer. yeah. Like I was just out in Newfoundland and we had a 14 hour day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so yeah. I was like, I was mad tired, but what really keeps me grounded is that it really is a privilege to, to do this type of work. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm there getting to tell stories. I'm, I'm being fed well. <laughs> yeah. I was going to you know say I mean? when you're, you're working those kinds fed. of days, yeah, they always, the number one rule, uh, feed your talent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and yeah, just, just remembering that, you know, there are people and there are storytellers in, in other countries who aren't able to, to storytell. Right. And here I'm being paid to do that, which is absolutely amazing. Like, I, I love telling stories and I, and I don't think that I could ever live in a society where art doesn't exist, you know, which is um, like another reason why I'm writing this script because back in the, in, in Chile during like the 1970s and 1980s, a lot of art was illegal. Like you couldn't put on oh, wow. theater. Yeah. Like the music was illegal and this folk singer kept creating music, speaking against the government. So, yeah, I, I don't think I could personally live in in a society where where art doesn't exist because it's it it connects everybody together. It brings everybody together. You know, you're you're telling stories that are relatable, and it, it, it could be the smallest thing, and it it would be relatable to someone. Yeah, you know, um, and I think that's what that's what keeps me grounded in when I'm having a hard day yeah 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 no, beautifully put that, that's how I always kind of convince justify you know my path my journey yeah um, why no I'm serious like why I've been drawn to this uh, you know art form is because you know the arts is what distinguishes us uh, from any other species right um, you know there's obviously signs of intelligence on different animals there's also you know speaks of life right uh, from beyond mm-hmm. earth but I always like to think what human beings can do, like when you see a canvas, when you see a performance, um, when you see a comedy sketch, you know, a film put together. I feel like I really do believe that our species is the only one that kind of has that in, in their innate, you know, character to do something um, that extravagant, you know, that yeah. extraordinary. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I see it like a superpower too. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it's, it's really a superpower. Cause like, I can't draw even stick people. Right. But there are like, I've seen people like artists do amazing things. There's someone that can sketch you like, right now, like realistic, like right yeah, down to every fall. Just, of your hair. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> literally it's crazy. I've seen it like, cause they do celebrities. And I'm just like, where does that come from? Like you're, you're telling me like, again, not to, you know, condone like, uh, you know, uh, batter, um, intelligence like at the end of the day it's uh you know something that uh, should be revered but the way i look at it is like um intelligence there's nothing uh humanistic about it like it it, it belongs to humanity in a way where you know we're the only beings that have that sophisticated uh, knowledge to you know create something mm -hmm. out of nothing manipulate our environment but art like where is that coming from that, i believe that's coming from our soul you know that's coming from Absolutely. the deepest parts of our heart and they're extensions of ourselves you know, like intelligence will only get you so far, but I feel like art is what, uh, like you said, connects the human race over generations and generations. It's what mm -hmm. transcends everything. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, what's, what's passed down. Like, you know, there's so many, you know, back to when the caveman paintings were around, <laughs> it's like, we look at that and we just re re reminded that we're human. We're all connected. You know, the person mm -hmm. who did that 20,000 years ago, um, is just like us that need that knack for curiosity. So, very well said. Yeah, Carlos, I really yeah. agree on that about the arts. Uh, and that's something that I always kind of tell myself whenever I'm in the slums. <laughs> yeah. So a common discussion, you know, I, we were discussing this before too, but I have with guests on the podcast is how prominent social media has become for individuals in the film industry. Um, yes. So we use the platform to connect to network and ultimately showcase our creative talents. Um, and you have been no exception to this concept with your frequent presence on Instagram and TikTok specifically. Um, so I want to know from you, why is social media so important to you as an artist? I mean, social media now for any type of artist really is like, it's like money. It's a currency. Right. You know, um, and, and it's, if, if you want to make if you want to tell story, like I want to tell stories to the entire world, you know what I mean? I want the yeah. entire world to see me. And if, and if that's the level you want to be at, you got to have social media presence. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm an expert. I could definitely do a lot more, you know what I mean? But social media definitely is hard, um, a hard thing to, to keep up with. Um, but it, it really is like currency and it's important because like casting directors will see there and they want to, they want to directors, producers, and because they want people who will help sell their projects. Yeah. You know, for sure. And long-term you know, investment, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Right. They, yeah. They're investing in, in people. So the more valuable you, I mean, I hate saying that because it sounds like, you know what I mean? People don't have value, but like the more social media presence you have, it's true, man. The, the better the better it is um, in, in in today's society for artists um, yeah like I, I like I know I can be posting every day I can be doing more um, showing more of myself but it's just it's hard it's no <laughs> it, yeah it's a sure. it's a full-time job you know what I mean and I already oh, got 100%. I got acting I do I do production stuff and like for when I'm not acting I'm working yeah. on sets I have a, another part-time job. And social media is like, shit. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, like, uh, don't feel like you're a stranger to that. You know, like uh, you're an outsider. I, I, even though I'm trying to be consistent as much as I can, 
there are days when I plan, you know, a post and I'm saying to myself, damn, like, this is hard. You know, how yeah. the hell can I do it? Um, it's tough. It's tough out there. But uh, I, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, you know, how do you, even though you might feel like you're inconsistent, um, how do you, for the most part, just get yourself to post? Like, how do you, what is your process like? Um, I think I'll either post in the moment um, and I'm, when I'm trying to be really consistent, um, I like to schedule a certain, like a chunk of time and I like to use apps. I'll like come up with, I'll, I'll take a certain picture and I'll write a comment and then I'll schedule it on the app to be posted on a certain day, a certain time. Oh, okay. So that's what, yeah, that's what I try to do to, to keep What do consistent. you use, like Tailwind? Is that what it's called or no? No, well, I use a, an app called Later. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. And, um, or I'll just post in the moment if there's just something that, you know, I'm feeling, um, you know, the other day I was, I was in my trailer and I was just like, you know, I'm going to take a picture and post it right now because it, it was something that I was doing. It was something relevant to, to who I am, to my identity as an actor. And, um, I was just like, yeah, you know, let's just, let's post it right now. Um, even just showing that, <laughs> yeah. even just showing that you're in a trailer, I'll be honest, like people want to see the behind the scenes of your life. Right? Yeah, everybody, everybody's yeah. interested in that. So I know I'm interested in that stuff for sure. 100%. I always like, that's my favorite part of like buying a movie is watching the behind the scenes. <laughs> and that's what, you know, I'm so happy you said that, Carlos, because that's actually what I've been pitching to some clients now is, you know, I've seen them like social media dominance, you know, crazy uh, growth. But I'm like, there's something missing. Like, I don't know what it is. And then I realized it's that behind the scenes, right? It's that access uh, to the creator. Um, yeah, which is what you see so much on YouTube, which is kind of developing more and more. That's something that I envision for myself, you know, as I progress as a director, like how cool would it be to see Tarantino and Scorsese like an inside of their life? Now they're from a different time. They're more old school, but yeah. the new direct, the next wave of directors, right? They have some, someone has to replace them as they say, like um, they're millennials. They're going to be millennials and they're going to be Gen X, Gen Zs. They're going to be showcasing their life. Right. So you can kind of see. Yeah. I don't know like what goes on in their life, but also the creative process. Um, an outlet for me is this podcast, right? It's kind of like a window to my mind, like how I talk um, mm -hmm. outside of like, you know, the set. Um, so that's very important, man. And that's something that I was always, uh, you know, advocating and pitching to uh, clients I work with is let's do like a gritty vlog style, like behind the scenes of like what's going on in your mind. Like when you talk to the camera, I want, I want to know like what's going on uh you know before you step on stage for a stand-up special like comedy show right and that's actually what yeah. I'm doing right now yeah uh with a, com a comedian so um yeah I'm glad, I'm glad you're on the same page about that like you see it that way you're not one of those artists like you know I just want to do my craft and go home because there are you know nothing wrong with that but there are artists that speak that way but you yeah I like you like you 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 realize the potential the power of uh having a presence on social media right mm -hmm. what do you uh find uh your biggest challenge for creatives on using social media? What do you think gets in the way for them? Um, I think the biggest challenge, time. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Unless yeah. you're, you, you have someone who's, you, you're hiring someone to manage your social media. Yeah. It's time. And a lot of these celebrities whom you're seeing, you know what I mean? The, you know, the Jake Gyllenhaals and the Leo DiCaprio's. Yeah, like, yeah. 100% they have social media managers and like oh, social yeah. media companies that are managing their stuff, you know, everything's filtered. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure they do post themselves, but it's, it's, it's time consuming. No, and to I think, keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I think the biggest challenge is 
you know, a lot of, some people I've heard people say, oh, creating content, but I don't think that's the most challenging part because everything can be content. You know what I mean? Like if you're cooking food, film it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, this is what, this is what I'm cooking today. I'm, I'm going to film it quick and I'm going to post it on social media. That's content. And if you have a, if you have a genuine fan, like someone's into your work, they'll, they don't mind that. Like, Oh, exactly. Like, I cook. Like I'm a, I, I like Carlos. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And it, and it also shows a part of who you are personally, not just as a character. You right. know what I mean? And that's also pretty, a part of having a presence on social media is not just being Carlos, the artist, it's Carlos, the person also. Yeah. That's you know? smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's very well said. And that's why I, I, I agree with you with anything can be content, right? With the whole like thing about you being in the trailer. You don't even need to do like a funny stylized edit of you being in a trailer. You could just put up your phone and be like, hey, what's going on, guys? You know, day two shooting so-and-so, whatever, right? Exactly. Um, you know, thanks again. Like even just giving a tour, man, I'll be honest, of your trailer. Like people like me find it fascinating because I'm in the industry, right? So I'm just like endlessly fascinated uh, to see that, right? Um, yeah to see like a working actor, like, you know, what kind of goes on in their life. Um, again, as you develop, you know, just throwing it out there, like you could have someone like follow you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And kind of just show you like, you know, what is it like to, to fly around and like go set to set or, you know, what are the, what are the kind of like hiccups you go through? Um, anything to give, give people, like you said, an, another angle to your life, as opposed to just, I'm playing this character in this movie. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly. So Again, looking over your accomplishments as an actor, I've seen quite a few credits uh, to your names from, uh, you know, from different genres and mediums. Um, for instance, you've lent your voice to creating the world in the video game Far Cry 6, which was, yeah. I thought was really cool because I'm a fan of that series, as well as uh, Julio Vargas in, uh, on the global TV and CV, CBS series, uh, Good Sam. So I want to know from you, what is the process of landing such roles? And how did you ensure that you secured them? <laughs> These, these yeah. Ones, yeah. Um, so I have an agent who works with me. Um, mm -hmm. I found I found her. Well, she found me actually out of theater school. Amazing. Yeah. Scouted. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First overall draft. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, she does a lot of the work um, in submitting in submitting me uh, as um, as a potential artist who yeah will get hired. Mm -hmm. um, Right. So I go, I go out and I do my audition and, you know, if it's on zoom or self tape, I always try to show a little bit of my personality. Like if I'm doing um, a slate, which is, I'm not sure if everybody knows what a slate is, but it's where right. you say your name, your, where you're from and yeah. who you're represented by. I try to smile. I try to give, you know, the, the most personality that I can in that short little moment. Right so that they'll be like oh yeah this guy seems cool like i like him you know what i mean if you go hi i'm carlos you know out of toronto janet abrams talent agency they're gonna be like oh this guy seems a little like yeah well, as, we, as we established <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast probably the most critical five seconds right yeah to, yeah, to establish exactly. yourself yeah exactly and especially now everyone everything is being self-tape you know what i mean yeah, you don't get you don't get the opportunity to go in and be like, oh, hey, how was your daughter's graduation? Yeah. You don't get that human interaction like one on one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so it, yeah. it's it's definitely hard, but you definitely have to use up every single second to show your personality and, and who you are as a person. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. that's amazing to hear. I, funny enough, as you're talking, I just realized um, nowhere near experienced as you, but I actually tried to uh, delve into the whole world of acting. 
uh, back really? just before that. Yeah, just before the pandemic, I signed up for like a modeling acting agency. Yeah. And um, literally right before the pandemic, like a couple months before, um, unbeknownst to me that the world would go to, you know, shit. <laughs> but I did kind of get a taste of what it was like to audition. And mm -hmm. back to your point, a lot of self tapes. Now it came easy to me because I just realized like, hey, you should be, um, you know, very positive on screen, right? It just makes for a better performance, um, likability, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just relating to what you're saying is that you're right. When I have to do a slate and say your name, your height, uh, where you're from, um, you know, things like that, you need to make sure you come across uh, interested and uh, approachable, you know, just approachable, really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that makes sense. And then, yeah, so I guess you just uh, the auditions, uh, you know, went well, of course, went well. And um, they landed you landed the role. What was your feeling like, by the way, with these these roles uh, specifically? Did you have uh, much joy or was it kind of expected? You I mean, <laughs> I always enjoy, I, like every single experience is, is so special to me. Um, like even with Far Cry 6, where I just did voices, you know, I would go into the booth and it, but it's, it's not just that it's, it's getting to work with other people too. You know what I mean? Like you're having fun. Like, like I'll be in the, in the voice booth screaming my lungs out, yeah. pretending I'm on fire. And then afterwards, we're all just cracking up because it was just so funny. You know what I mean? You're, you're hearing someone who's standing still. Yeah, like, it's ah! crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's liberating, man, in a way, right? Because I went to it acting is. class. I've done acting classes and the guy's just telling us, now I want you to just like make so many awkward, uncomfortable sounds as much as possible. And we're all like, are you serious? Because there's like 30 of us, right? And it's that yeah. human ability, right? We're naturally don't want to show that to our neighbors, right? We don't want to, you know, convey that. Um, yeah. Self-conscious creatures. And he's like, no, let it all out, let it all out. And I, I it was so invigorating, like just going through that, right? Just for once yeah. at the top of my lungs, like not caring what anyone thought. Yeah. yeah. And I love exercises like that because it really, like as humans, we have so much inhibition where we're just like, oh my God. And like, what's this person going to think if, if I, if I do that or exactly. um, you know what I mean? And like those exercises, it really just gets you out of your shell. And it's just like, this is me 100%. Here I am, you know Here I, I mean? am ready to party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. I love exercises like that. Those are, those are awesome. Amazing, yeah, definitely fundamental, right? For an actor. Um, yeah. So I wanna know now, uh, because again, you had an array of different projects, right? It's not like you're just doing short films um, or features or you know television shows, you're doing again, video games. Uh, do you find a difference when acting for live action versus animation or CGI? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I find that um, when you're working on film, everything is a lot smaller. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like when you're on screen, you're, you're just pretending to be human. Yeah. <laughs> like if that makes sense, you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas when you're doing stuff like on video games or voiceovers, like for cartoons or video games, it's almost like theater where everything is a lot more grand. Right. You know what I mean? It's like when you hear, when you see like, uh, uh, when you're watching a cartoon and you see the supervillain, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's actually someone going out there and they're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like they're, they're just making that fun. noise. Yeah. They're making Yeah, that exactly. Noise. Exactly. And it goes back to even like those exercises that you were saying, like, yeah, you need stuff like that when you're doing when you're to tap into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you have to be larger than life in, in those settings, you know? 
Yeah, of course, man. No, well, uh, that, that's very interesting. And uh, I can imagine too, like the schedule um, is different. Um, you know, the film, I, I have a feeling is very concentrated and one yeah. scene can take like a 14 hour day as opposed to yeah. something animated, right? It's like, okay, we got about five takes of you yelling five different ways next, right? It's also a very comfortable environment, right? Yeah. Um, so it's very different probably for an actor. I can only imagine much more relaxing. I, I, I could imagine as well uh, to be in a oh, yeah. as opposed to, right? A grueling set, but there's drawbacks as in if you're a true artist like yourself, you won't really explore the human condition, right? Like get dive into the role. Yeah. Fill out the shoes. Yeah. Perfect, man. So um, given your, you know, ethnic background, you know, your Chilean, you were explaining, um, yes. I always, and, you know, me being myself Italian, you know, I'm always proud to see representation on screen, um, and cinema has done justice to that. Um, I want to know from you, like what roles or characters do you desire to portray and explore as you progress in your career? I mean, I've always, I always liked really playing evil, evil people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Villain. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And you, you're I such, love a, such a jovial guy. Yeah. And like, like, likable guy. Cause I, I find that, uh, interesting, the contrast. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a really nice person, but there's just something about playing evil people that are, that are just so interesting. And I really like to get into that mindset also, because it's like, what is this person going through? for them to act this way, you know what I mean? So it's, it, yeah. it really activates like my humanity in that, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's just it's just such a contrast of who I am as a person. Yep. Where I'm just like such a bubbly and, and nice person. And and then, you know, the, there's just something about going. Yeah, stern fit. can kill you, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I've seen, and I've seen the post, right? You play gangsters, you play all kinds of like criminal lords, right? So um yeah it's definitely uh within you something that you can access and tap into and even for myself right i've been always told you know i come across like a good person you're very likable approachable whatever have you but my characters that i write um, or the characters that i'm fascinated with whether it's my own work or movies that i enjoy uh, i just love it when they're despicable and they're tragic and there's like there's like an underdog element you know they're coming from the rut because i not yeah. that I'm evil, but I can relate to like that misery because I've been through a lot of my life. So it's like, mm-hmm. I just know what it's like to be in a dark place. And I, 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 again, I just find it fascinating to like, as I say, rise from the ashes, like rise above it, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's why maybe you're compelled to play these player characters too, is that as much as you think that they're just evil, there's a humanity there to explore, right? That duality, yeah. right? You want to yeah. show, maybe it's a challenge for yourself too, because you're such a good, kind-hearted person in real life. It's like, no, I want to show like they could be likable too. And I just have to like channel that energy in, into them. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I think a really good example, like a movie that is a really good example of that is um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah. 100%. Where he played the Joker, you know what I mean? Because he was this nice person and then society just broke him down. You know what I mean? And I, uh, it's often he became said this. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no it's okay. And oh, no, yeah, no. like he just became this this evil person. You know what I mean? But it's that it's that exploration as to why from like point a to point b what was that what was that journey why did they why did they end up at that place where they are a hundred percent yeah no that film i i was just gonna interject before is that um i've heard you know people say countless times it's simply a story about uh someone suffering with mental illness uh and they just slap the name joker on it (laughs) if you think about it yeah like, I mean, if, if you didn't put Joker, right, and it was just a film, I don't know if it would make as much money, but it would be a really poignant film. Like, it, it would move people like, damn, like, this is, yeah. this is, that's meant people suffering from mental illness in our society, man. 
you know, yeah. society failing them really. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's about society failing people. You know what I mean? Like, like there are so many people that like for, like for my, myself, like I, I have ADHD. Oh, okay. You know? And so I, I struggle a lot with, with society, with live with living in general, because it's like, we don't live in a neurodivergent world. It's very much neurotypical. Hmm. And like, there are just things that I do that society just isn't approved. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I shake my leg a lot. And right. to, for me, that's, that's calming. That's, uh, it, it helps regulate myself, but for other people, it makes them nervous. You know what I mean? And that's the majority of people. So I mean, I forgot where I was going with this, but <laughs> no, well, well, to help. Yeah. I just want to interject too, like not to make light of it. Um, not that I've been di- diagnosed or anything, but I'm just like, I shake my, uh, now that you said that I've shaked my leg a lot to the point yeah. where it bothers like people, like my mom will tell me like, stop it. And I don't realize it, but that helps me like stay in the moment and like, yeah, be patient and whatever. Um, and again, not to like, you know, take, take uh light heart of, of, of your situation or anything like that, because I, I haven't been diagnosed or anything like that, even though teachers have <laughs> been convinced that I might have had it growing up and maybe I do, but I just uh, can understand because society kind of puts these, we've all agreed as a society, as a collective, the majority of us is that these things are wrong and these things are right. And the problem is yeah. if you're doing something that's perceived wrong um you're shunned right you know the fact that you can't focus properly like for me um again i don't know if i'm diagnosed with adhd but at the same time i know that i can get very easily distracted i have an addictive personality like all these different traits mm-hmm. and i didn't realize like uh until uh pretty much around the time i was like in my mid-20s 25 that i can channel it um into creativity right i can channel it into something that i actually enjoy um, yeah in school like i was explaining they would get calls you know my parents like always oh, rambunctious he's He's, uh, you know, a bothersome, um, he's uh, annoying the children. And my mom finally, you know, cause she's always defending me saying like, you know, maybe he's just bored. And that was the reality. Apparently what happened was, is I would finish my homework and because I was just like tired and bored, I guess I would finish like quicker than the other kids. Or I just, you know, was faster in some situations. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally you're going to be, especially if you're a creative individual, you're going to want to do something else. Right. And this, because the teachers don't know how to handle a child like that don't get me started on the education system. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the kid has to suffer and be told, no, no, something's wrong with him. None of the other kids are like this. It's something wrong. With-. And it's like, no, it's like, why don't you like understand the kid? Right. Like Quentin Tarantino, man, I know I'm going on a rant here, but let me just say this. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, he was like in school and apparently he dropped out when he was grade six. And he said he probably would have done really been really successful in school if the teachers gave a shit about him. He's like, mm-hmm. the reason why he didn't uh, go far is because every time there was something wrong with him or like something where, you know, he wasn't as focused instead of taking the time to understand, oh, maybe this kid is like really into like history. Let's teach him this or like, let's hone in his skills on this. They ignored him or they just said, you know, no, I can't deal with this. And now purely, yeah. right. Pure inconvenience to them. So look at, look what it showed off. I'm not saying everyone's a Tarantino, but <laughs> I do believe that uh, we're all destined um, for something greater than ourselves right now in this current yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Carlos, it's been a pleasure, man. I, I really enjoyed talking with you today. Uh, really made my day. I, I'll be honest. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed talking uh, to you. Too. I love your background, great. by the way. Blue is my favorite color. So <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that perfect shade, perfect shade of blue. Love it. Um, no, thank you again for sharing your journey, um, your experiences and your insight as an actor and a writer. Um, you know, I really hope a lot of people can, can take inspiration from this as well. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So if you have anything to say uh, before we go. Yeah. I mean, I hope a, a lot of people can take some inspiration too. And if they're ever thinking of like, if they're thinking about being a writer or being an actor or a singer, just go out and do it. Just go yeah. out and do it. And, and you're going to learn. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's, that's how, that's how I did it. And that's how really you need to navigate the industry is just throw yourself in it. Yeah, exactly. Put yourself out there and show up. That's all I got to tell you guys. Exactly. Exactly. Carlos, been a pleasure. Thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk soon.